Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Pickle Pod. You got Tyson Apostle, Thomas Shields. I'm coming to you live from Austin, Texas, where I am uh, heading over to Dreamland tomorrow for Major League Pickleball. Kicks off. Dude, I'm jealous. I wish I could be out there. It sounds like it's going to be fun and confusing because I have had the format explained to me multiple times about how Major League Pickleball is going to work, and I still don't get it. Okay, so are we starting with that? Because... I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't planning to, but we can we can get it out of the way right now. I do. I want because otherwise I'm just going to be piling more and more questions about in my head about how Major League Pickleball is working. Here's what I know, and then you fill in the gaps for me, Thomas. How's that? How's that sound? I like it. Teams of four, eight teams of four, two men and two women on each team, so that they have a doubles team in men's and women's, and then they have an A and a B team in mixed doubles. Then supposedly if there's some sort of tiebreaker, you have to have a singles match with somebody on your team versus the other team. And that's how tiebreakers are going to be decided. Um, And then there's some point system with all of that to determine which team is the winner. And then at the end of it all, the teams will dissolve completely and the next event they will redraw new players on different teams. Yeah. I don't know if they'll redraft or how that's going to work. I, I doubt they've even thought that far. Um, They're just going to see how this first one goes, but how about this as opposed to uh, explaining the rules with a question mark on the end of each sentence, I can read what our guy JB put in the newsletter and we'll get definitive details. I love when you read, let's do it. Okay. Um, For whatever reason you just said, I love when you read and you put me back in like a second grade classroom where you like raise (laughs) your hand to read. Yeah. You're the super reader of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So here's the gist. All eight teams will play a round-robin format against the other teams. And again, each team has two women and two men on on it. Um, There will be seven matches played for each team. The seven Mm -hmm. matches will be spread out over the four days. So starting tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday, the finals will be, uh, I think it like, I'm not going to take a guess because I think it's right here. Well, they'll be on CBS, but I just don't know the time. Okay, got it. Monday, November 8th at 8 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Teams will play two matches on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each. Okay. And then they'll play their final match on Monday morning. The two teams with the best record after seven matches will compete for the Pritchard Cup in 
the Duper Bowl, which is so good, by the way. The fact that Duper sounds like super, uh-huh. and they're calling it the Duper Bowl. The Duper Bowl. Each match will consist of four doubles games played to 15 points. The first two games will be women's and men's doubles. A coin will be flipped to determine home and away teams. The loser of the coin flip will be deemed the away team and have 30 seconds to select a mixed doubles team for game three. So that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting, right? They'll, okay. they'll kind of like scramble and say like, okay, who's our mixed doubles team? Then the home team will have 30 seconds to select their players for game three. So they'll be reacting to what the what the away team chooses for their two. Yes. Uh, oh, I get it. That's, that's smart. Right. Yep. So and the, they'll kind of be scrambling so, to figure out like, okay, how do we counter, you know, like yes. who's the best? So that'll be interesting to see. I do like that. So you have the first team just chooses their two strongest players in general. And then the yep. second team to choose counters their choices based on the skill set of their players. Exactly. And the remaining players will face off in a final mixed doubles game to complete the match. Okay. So everybody will end up playing. Yeah. Okay. If the match is tied two games to two games at the end of four games, we will move to a singles tiebreaker. So originally I didn't think that singles was going to matter that much, but I, I could envision a lot of these matches coming out to two games to two games right? and it, it coming down to singles, but it's not like you just choose your best singles player. I think you alternate every four points through your team. Oh, okay. That's interesting too. And then you probably have to choose back and forth as well. Yeah. So it's a singles tiebreaker with rally scoring to 15 and the so players tr- are substituted every four points. So truly they're, their goal here at major league pickleball is to make it a true team competition. So if I'm now, if I'm following along while it's happening, I feel like I'll get it enough. But if you were like, Hey Tyson, you have to operate major league pickleball right now with the information I gave you, I could still couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it is confusing. Uh, but I feel okay. I I have a handle on it now, so I feel like okay. I could be. You, know, you could, could be in be charge. The, I could be the guy. Yeah, yeah. The tournament director, um, if you needed to be to make things run. Okay. That I would I would not go that far. But I so just going back to the whole singles thing, I think it's interesting that you have to assess a team's singles ability based on the collective team skill, not just mm-hmm. based on like one or two individuals, right? Like the Discovery Warriors have both Tyson McGuffin and Zane Navratil. Most people would look at that and be like, all right, game over, right? But, you yeah. know, not the case because you have to cycle through the entirety. Right, right. Okay, I get it. I, I like it. I'm excited to watch it and see. I'm surprised CBS didn't call me to offer me the commentating gig since I am a CBS man. I got to tell you something. Go on. You're going to be commentating? I'm going to be doing some commentating. Lucky. <laughs> I wasn't sure how you were going to take the news. Like maybe you'd be mad. You'd be like, you're cheating on me. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like maybe you're happy for me. I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's Thank fine. You. That's good. Um, Where are you commentating right, with? Uh, with Dave Fleming. Okay. Who's like the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. I met him in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. He knows who he's talking about. Okay. 
Um, you want to go through the teams? Uh, I mean, no, not fully. <laughs> I think let's just uh, let's talk about the notables here. I think we're going to see we get to see the Johns brothers competing against each other. We don't get to see that very often, right? Mm-hmm. We get to see Waters' mom and daughter duo compete against each other. We almost yeah, never see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and anything else notable? Any other notable matchups or separations there? Um, no, I wanted Riley to, and uh, Lindsay are Riley and Lindsay on different teams. Um, I do believe they were put on different teams. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull up what do you remember the name of Ben and Colin John's team? Uh, there really is so much to like think about between the format, the different teams. Do uh, you think that Ben's on. team is called uh Mustafa and uh uh Colin's team is called Scar? Mufasa almost Mufasa. What did I say? <laughs> Mustafa. Uh whatever. <laughs> Wait, wait. So, um, on the pickle ranchers, Lindsay and Riley Newman are both on that team. Oh, and then okay. to round that out, you have uh, Lee Waters and Andre Deescu, however you say his name. And apparently, Andre is is like a total sleeper. Okay, and uh, he 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 like he doesn't play in a ton of tournaments, but apparently he's he's really talented, and that's actually a pretty big pickup. And this team seems like probably the most well rounded team. I think it's um, very dangerous to have the Newmans on the same team. They play together all the time. They're going to have a lot of synergy and and I yeah, why wouldn't teams counter their choices to try and keep that from happening? They should have. And that was what they were saying on MLP draft night when they realized that Riley and Lindsay had been selected to the same team. Everyone was like, "Shit. We screwed yeah. up." And it almost again happened with Ben and Colin, but somebody ended up preventing that in the late round, in the in the last round. Um, but you can only imagine, okay, if that happened, all right, well, they're going to win every match that they play together. Right. So uh, Ben was selected first round, and Colin was selected near the back end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the last round. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, never feels good to get picked in the last round, but at least you're there. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, like, how how is that? Is that like because there's also got to be some ego now with people? Like, I can imagine if I was a professional pickleball player and I was selected like near the end, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to improve my abilities leading up to Major League Pickleball to prove and to make all the other teams that didn't draft me sorry. Yeah, yeah, light a fire. Light a fire would light a big fire. But what you what you realized as the teams were being picked is the true depth of the top level of pickleball. Yeah. You don't realize it until because, you know, every tournament, some players are there, some players aren't. When you have them all eligible, Mm -hmm. you realize how many good men's and women's players there are. And so when you kind of think about like, okay, who was drafted in the last round, like, uh, Zane Navratil, a Kyle Yates, uh, an Andre Deescu, um, like those are all really good players. So it's it's crazy to think that they were drafted in the last round. Um, Can't hear me it's, out. Uh, it's, 
Yeah, go ahead. The final rule of Major League Pickleball is that Major League Pickleball gets generic paddles made with Major League Pickleball logoing on them, and each team and player has to play with an identical paddle. Just to, like, create, just to equalize it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not on you board veto with that. that so. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. I wait. I want to. I want to figure out. Yeah. Ben is. Uh, right. So Team Black or P B L Q K, which is mm-hmm. a coffee brand, coffee. by the way. Yeah. Uh, they're also a nasty team, and they're my. They're they're definitely my pick to win the whole thing. It's Ben Johns, Rob Nunnery, Andrea Coop, and Irina Tereshenko. I mean, they just okay. seem really strong on both singles and doubles. Right. Uh, plus, they have Ben, the women's team, Andrea and Irina. That's that's a pretty good duo. Did you know uh, that Irina beat Rob me in Lundin. singles last week? Irina did? In singles with her uh, non-dominant hand. I mean, that's not that, that surprising, Tyson. I think you were the only one who was surprised there. I mean, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I kind of <laughs> felt it happening. It wasn't like shocking to me. I'm just telling you how good these pros are is that with the hand she doesn't play pickleball with, she defeated me. I think it was 12 to 10. And I had yeah. the I had the lead. I had like five to one or something lead, but I could see her adjusting to my game and switching her game up based on the shots I had previously hit. And I was I could watch I was watching her like calculate and change things up. And in my mind, I was like, I never do that in pickleball. Almost ever. I never readjust for my opponent. And I was watching her do it in front of me. And I still was like, I don't even know how I would adjust here. So yeah, uh, it was, it was crazy to watch uh, her strategic mind work. And also the fact that she uh, uh, beat me left-handed, which I'm not ashamed. I'm still proud that I got to play Irina and we do have a rematch coming up uh, next time we cross paths. Well, I, I honestly, I think that's the difference between uh, amateurs and pros, just kind of like the chess match strategic aspect to it. If you uh, read our newsletter this week, Dane Gingrich, had, he had like a little section where he talks about um, backhand rolls from below the net, which would typically be discouraged for anybody who's like really under like a, a four, four, five. Yeah. Um, what you need to do there, one of the, the the key things to to hitting that shot successfully is you're not hitting with power. You're picking a spot on your opponent's shoulder and you're softly rolling the ball to that spot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot different than trying to just hit a winner or, or hit with power. Uh, but But that's kind of what you need to do to get to that next level is you need to analyze a player, their weaknesses, their strengths, their dominant and they're offhand, and you need to select those points on their body that you can hit to. You don't need to hit to with pace, but if you hit to accurately, uh, they're not going to be able to do a lot with it. And um, that's something that I think uh, it comes with a lot of practice. I don't practice enough. I already know that I don't practice enough. Who practices? (laughs) You mean like drilling practice or just like playing? I mean, I don't play. I don't play enough. And I never practice. So uh, I'd like to play more than I do. And I'd notice that when I play 
a lot, I definitely get better. Like in, when we went to Vegas, if, if I would have just like played like four days in a row, then I would have been like on fire in Vegas. But like, that's, I just, I, I mean, you know how busy I am, Thomas. So busy. You never <laughs> stop working. The busiest man in the hardest working man in showbiz, I would say. All right. One more story um, on from based uh, just kind of taken from your story. So the off hand before I even knew who Ben Johns was, he came to uh, where I was staying down in Florida about a year ago. I guess I knew. I guess I knew who he was, but I, I didn't know like. I just didn't have quite the understanding and he was there for a pro-am. So it was like, you know, him, uh, you know, Simone, Lucy, Matt, uh, and a bunch of other players. Um, and, uh, and so he challenged our head pro to a singles match where Ben would play with his offhand. Uh, ben almost beat him and our pro Justin Romero, uh, is really good. Like he goes and he competes in the PPAs, in the APPs. Um, you know, if he wasn't working full time, like I think he could, if he could dedicate more time, he could be a real, uh, a real legitimate force on the pro tour. And Ben just, he really wasn't that challenged by it. And uh, I think, again, it's just a testament to, to the real upper echelon of player and how skillful they, they actually are. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the skill level is like insane. Uh, Zane aced me with the Zane saw surf so many times. I had no response for it. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those things like where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely not anywhere in near the neighborhood of a top pro level pickleball player. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that serve anymore. At least in two months, you won't. Oh, whew. Looking forward to that day. No, I actually despise that surf. When that, like, some of those kids were doing it to us in yeah. Vegas, I was like, "Yeah, was like, dude, you know, get and, out of and, here." And yeah, the the whole time I was like on Zane's side. I was like, "No, oh, well, you guys are just complaining because you can't handle it." Like Zane's so innovative. Like we need. That's how I was like, too. Or, and then as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is so stupid." Yeah. I was like, I hate this serve. Never do it to me. I don't care if you do it to everyone else, just never do it to me and I'll be fine with it. Well, dude, when you can't even like play a point because the ball just cuts at a 90 degree angle and the point ends on a serve, it's like, why am I even here? Yeah. I, the one serve where the dude did it really, really well and you didn't even move. You just stood there and looked at him and were just like, I was like, cool, dude. What's the point? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> so cool guy uh man um but yeah uh, okay i noticed you're drinking three drinks over there thomas you're staying hydrated getting ready for the mlp stuff i did bikram yoga last night hot yoga like 160 oh, temperature nice. so i'm i'm uh i'm just naturally dehydrated i'm not used to that yep um so i shouldn't be drinking that coffee but i'm also tired uh, so i'm trying to counteract it with a coffee and water lacroix a couple yeah. uh, sparkling waters because i am out of uh, still water but i like sparkling water okay yeah i don't think it's as hydrating as regular water from uh, just a palate standpoint but it probably does the same thing i agree 
Um, all right, let's see. What do we got next here? All right, you want to talk a little bit about new partnerships? So there was a, a comment on our, our YouTube, which by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Subscribe and leave a comment. It One helps comments, us. Like we're doing this us. for free out of the us. goodness of our heart, creating goodness content for you to absorb into your eardrums. The least you could do is subscribe and leave a comment. And leave a review on Apple, on Apple pods. Um, I mean, that's asking a little bit much, but yeah, you should as well also do that. Like, come on. I think we have like more than any other podcast. Someone, someone brought the numbers up in, um, on like Reddit or something. And we have like a ton of reviews, which is awesome. Um, but in the one of the top podcast world, <laughs> yes, that, that or large in the, or in the podcast world in general, we have more reviews than any other podcast. In, in the, the pickleball world. world, I think. Oh, yeah. No, we're that like makes one sense. or two. I mean, it's you and you and I. Why wouldn't it make sense, right? Yeah. Um, but so in uh, in one of our previous episodes, I kind of like teased who Ben Johns is going to play with next year, and then we didn't uh -huh. actually reveal it. And someone was like, "Why would you put that in the in the title and then not tell us? And Are we allowed like, to review all reveal all this stuff?" I have, I can reveal at least one half of who he's playing with next year. Okay. I think well, he's still going to play with Colin on men's doubles. Okay. You do all the revealing because I don't want to upset anybody. I don't think you're upsetting anybody, but okay. Um, so the, the one that we, we talked about uh, on last week's episode was mm -hmm. Jay Devillier and Tyson McGuffin, which I think is going to be a really cool partnership to see. And yep. then with with Tyson and uh, Riley splitting, Riley Newman is going to go play with, with Matt Wright. And I actually think that that partnership is pretty scary. And I would not be surprised if we see them at the top of the podium multiple times next year. Okay. Very good. I'm excited to see it too. And I also am excited to see Tyson versus Riley in men's doubles. Right? Yeah. To see wonder, those partnerships then meet up on the opposite sides of the court and see how yeah. they adjust. And because they know each yeah. other's game, it's going to mm -hmm. be exciting. They know each other's game like yeah. debatably more than anybody else in men's doubles. I mean, right. Brandon Collin would be the only person who, uh, the only team who, who, who might know each other better. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure Ben and Colin are, are going to continue to play together next year. But on the women's side or on the mixed side for Ben, this is probably the most interesting partnership and probably the most intimidating. If I'm any of the other players on the pro tour, can I guess? Annalie Waters oh, and I Ben Johns. That. I was going to guess Annalie. Yeah. Annalie yeah. and Ben Johns. Uh, and we could see them play together given how young they are. Uh, Annalie 14, almost 15 been 22 right now uh, we could see them as partners for the next you know decade or or more and given where their games are at right now i would struggle to to figure out who who could beat them who could take them down i mean that's that's two really I mean, good players alongside each people other. have gotten a lot closer skill level over the last year to ben johns and simone and all of that that's yeah. happening yeah so i feel like we're in a good spot. I think these superpower teams now have the competition that it's fine. I think a year or two ago, 
it would be, uh, you know, it, it gets boring to a certain degree to watch the same people win over and over and over and over again. And I don't think that you can create a partnership now currently in pickleball that is going to be able to win every single time they play. I agree. I think the run we saw out of Ben and Simone and Ben in singles is going right. to go down in history as like one of the all-time runs, if not like the greatest run uh, ever. Right. right. So I believe I agree. And maybe there was a run previous in the sport before uh, anybody was talking about pickleball, but we'll just never know because there's no way to fact check any of that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, pickleball didn't exist until, uh, you know, a year ago. So <laughs> yeah, a year and a half ago, uh, <laughs> I think Kyle Yates did some impressive things early, uh, a handful of years yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so there were, yeah, there, there were those guys, uh, we'll have to research, uh, that, but okay. Continue. What uh, other matchups well, do we yeah. have? All right. Let's see. Well, I was DMing some of the players. Um, so Let's see. I, I was talking to Lauren Stratman. She's going to try and play a lot with Dylan Frazier next year, which I think is a great, um, a great matchup. But what she yeah. was also saying was uh, she was trying to coax Thomas Wilson, who was AJ Kohler's partner um, when they, uh, they won. What are they? What are they? They, they made that really impressive run in Dallas. So Thomas yeah. commonly known as the uh, second best uh, Thomas in pickleball. Uh, uh -huh. behind me according to yep. you according to me yeah you're thomas um, number one he's aj kohler's cousin he's been playing really well uh so it'll be cool to see him at more stops on the tour i think he has a bright future i'm not sure how old he is but i think he i think he's around 26 or, or 27 old that's old in the pickleball world it's like you're kind of like right in that sweet spot like, yeah i would think so no i think so um Deckel and Decklebar and Adam Stone will continue to play together. They're, they're uh, I exciting. That. I love watching them play, honestly. They're just fun. They're fun to yeah. watch play. They have a great chemistry. I love to watch Adam Stone. Uh, like the comments he makes to to Deckel in in like like mid match, and he screams like, "Let's go, Big D!" And uh, <laughs> like their chemistry on the on the court is just it's it's uh, it's funny, and um, it's also great to see them win together. So yeah. hopefully and that happens more next. Year. Both of them are sweethearts. Uh, they both uh, took the time out of their uh, day in Vegas to come up and say hi before their uh, finals match with the, they won in uh, doubles. So, yeah, sweethearts, both of them. Um, can you say sweetheart in 2021? I thought Twitter says that, like, sweetheart is uh, not okay anymore. Is that true? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you can. I don't know when, what you can and cannot say anymore. <clears throat> yeah, just, just, um, just follow your gut. <laughs> but uh, okay, so next topic. I feel like we've we're kind of beating a dead horse here, even bringing this up. But pickleball mm -hmm. was on the Today Show. Yeah, uh, it was exciting though. Were, yeah, it's cool. I mean, again, it's it's just okay. Sports growing, popping up in more places. So that's it. That's right. a good thing to see. Yeah, I don't think there's much more we need to we need to say about that. Tyson McGuffin, Lucy Kovalova sat there and played with the staff a little bit, and then that was it. That was in 2019. That was the first time. Oh, that yeah. was the first time. So what was this time? This time was just the Today Show without anybody there. 
to be honest, I didn't even watch it because again, we're beating a dead horse here. Um, I just know that it was on the show. I think that the cast of uh-huh. the Today Show like actually went out and played and it was more of like a let's learn to play type yeah. of thing as opposed to like let's showcase like the pros or something like that. Okay. Uh, well, I saw some clips being shared around of Tyson and Lucy teaching them how to play. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was the one that was from that 2019. That was in 2019. Why is everybody sharing yeah. that now? They're probably confused. Unless I'm okay. completely wrong. Well, I mean, let's get our fact checkers. Uh, somebody in the comments let us know if Thomas is wrong again. And uh, yeah. That's it. Cause I'm not going to do the research right now. I'm just going to sit here and give you my undivided attention, Thomas, like you deserve. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed by the way. Tyson. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, want to go through the official 2022 rule changes? Uh, yes, I do. That Only the ones that really has doesn't sound like you know i do but i only want to hear the ones that are really going to make a difference to me on my weekend play okay uh drop serve is now permanent nobody cares drop serve is permanent can pros Uh, use it as we all know the COVID serve the zane saw serve the insane serve um yeah using your paddle hand to impart spin on the release of the ball the beginning of the serve is now illegal uh so um we said in our newsletter q in the arms of an angel by sarah mclaughlin we've seen that on the show before goodbye and pointed to our producer to maybe put that in if he can actually we probably Probably get hit with like copyright stuff copyright uh on the drop serve our can pros use that as well, or that's just for yeah, they can like, if they want. Okay, will we see but, it ever? Um, no, there's Zane, no Zane's gonna but... drop and do some choppy spin. Come on, Zane, do something cool. No, I think there might be something to that. Um, yeah, so rally scoring, they not nowed it, uh, but I still think that that will come back around and is very likely to happen within the next five years. Uh, it needs to happen in my opinion, in order to have a better understanding of like how long a match will go. And Mm -hmm. I'm more speaking from the lens of the pro game. And if we really want it to grow, uh, rally scoring needs to happen so that, um, you know, they can, they can have more scheduling purposes. uh, Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Um, let's see. I'm going to go out and play some rally games and film them and adjust them and see how it will work and if it works well or not. Um, there was one, wait, there was one other one that I want to bring up because I thought it was really interesting, but um, let's see. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so there were some things that were rejected. So reinstating let serves, which is where you would like restart the point. Mm-hmm. Um, for PPA pros, you still do restart the point. <clears throat> For PPA amateur, uh, you play the point out if the serve clips the top of the net and goes in. Uh, in the entirety of the APP and all USA pickleball events, uh, you do not replay lets. You just play out lets, uh, unlike tennis. So that'll continue to be the um, 
the case. Okay. Here's an interesting one that I didn't even know was an issue, but they made it a point of like uh, of uh, solidifying this. But at the beginning of of uh, a match, you say zero zero, or beginning of the game, you say zero zero. Start. Not zero zero two. Okay. Which is interesting. I, like, why do we care? Um, but apparently, it mattered enough. Hmm. There will not be uh, smaller court sizes for singles, which was a crazy thing to even propose in the first place. Um, and then they also rejected like the two serves, uh, you know, like where you could fault and then get a second serve. So, yeah. But okay. that about does it. I mean, the main the main thing there is the Zane serve goes bye bye. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, all well and good. I, I don't, uh, I think it's pretty easy to, pretty easy to adjust to those rules. Yeah. I, I mean, really there aren't any uh, super Shockers. significant changes. Yeah. I think for the most part, we, we kind of knew what was coming there. I think the big one that people were freaking out about or were, um, worried about was uh the rally scoring and whether or not that would be instated because that obviously changes the game tremendously um yeah if it, goes it through, really but... does it really does uh yeah i think though uh i know we talked about this before i I think they're going to have to adjust the double bounce rule somehow if they're going to ins- uh, change it to rally scoring. And I haven't played to see how that would affect the double bounce. By rule. the double bounce rule, you mean letting the return bounce? Yeah, letting the return bounce. I don't know if that's needed anymore if you're doing rally scoring. Mm-hmm. But um, so, that's my two cents. Yeah. Um. Cool. Okay. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that video you did with with Zane. So, what was it like actually facing that serve? Even though we're going to see it, we're going to see it, um, or we're a not going to see it anymore. Yeah. Um, I am good friends with Zane, and I told him I wanted to see the serve in person, and. He said, I bet you can't get three out of five serves. And I said, okay, I can. We're in Vegas at the PPA. So we run over to a court. Uh, He turns his back, does that little flickety spin thing, flips back around and puts a ton of spin on it. I know in my mind which way it's probably going to go because I've seen it enough times. So it's probably going to kick to the outside of the court. I don't move enough, even though I know it's going that direction. I'm pretty, have a pretty good idea that that's where it's going. I did not move enough to the outside to get a paddle on it at all. And so that was the first one. The second one, he faced me and, uh, and then it cut to the inside. So like, depending on how he was standing, you could kind of gauge where the ball was going to go. I barely got a paddle on that one. And I did not return any of the five. Uh, and even though I got a paddle on a couple of them that were almost good, even if they would have landed in, they would have been such a terrible shot. It would have been a huge setup for him to just like 
win the rally or win the point than with his net third shot. And that's how, like, when you see him play some of those guys like Tyson McGuffin diving for one of his serves, that's like yep. what it does is it, even though uh, Tyson's fast enough and quick enough to get uh, a paddle on the ball and return it cleanly, it's still, uh, if the serve is crazy enough, it still puts Tyson on his, on his heels and mm-hmm. sets, uh, sets Zane up for a powerful, uh, third shot. Yep. Yep. So it was, it was hard and it was really humiliating. No infuriating that I could not really do anything about it. And that was the first time in my mind, I was like, this should be illegal. Up until that point, I was like, I love watching it on TV. Zane's my pal. He's crushing it. I love the innovation. Yeah. I still agree with those statements, but also do not do that serve to me. Well, I I saw a clip. There's this YouTuber. He does pickleball videos and um, Mm -hmm. he's like a younger guy. He's, he's probably sub 30, probably in his mid twenties. And, uh, you know, the only pickleball in his area is like boomers, like old, older, older people. Okay. And he's going out there and, you know, they're there just to get a little bit of activity. Yeah. And he's going out there and doing the serve and he's like celebrating. <laughs> and it was like a really uncomfortable video to watch. And like, you put it up, like it was sweet. I'm like, that just ruins the game. Like those people are not having fun at all. So I think it's anyway, just, last thing I think we should ever say about this service. Um, I'm, I'm okay with, with seeing it go, but it's yeah. fun while it lasted. Farewell Zane saw. We hardly knew ye. Um, all right, want to hear want to hear a story? Of course. This is a really interesting and kind of like serendipitous story, um, and uh, it was a weird moment yesterday. Okay. So, uh, I um I started the Dink as a newsletter about a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It will be a year ago, um, like this weekend. When we wow. sent out the the first issue, yeah, and um, I had kind of started putting things in place, um, kind of learning Mailchimp and like how to how to build it all, and then uh, and I was down in Florida at the time, and some tropical storms were coming through, so uh, it was five p.m. I was at dinner, and uh, I was like looking on the TV, and it was like these tropical storms are going to be terrible; they're going to last for multiple days. I was like, dang, like, I wonder if I can get out of here. I pulled up my maps while at dinner. I picked a random city. I chose Austin, Texas, booked a flight. I was on a flight by 8 p.m. Uh, out okay. of Miami, and I flew to Austin. I grabbed a random Airbnb, uh, and I sent out the out the, the first newsletter. And the reason I had, I had built the newsletter was because I listened to this podcast religiously called My First Million. Okay. And uh, we would always talk about like, okay, how do you start like a, a side business or maybe something that could grow into something eventually? And I was working full time. So at their direction, I was like, okay, I think I can start a newsletter. One of the hosts of the podcast started The Hustle, which is like one of the biggest newsletters ever. And one I okay. read a, a ton. So long story short, the, it, the Dink has grown from a newsletter into this podcast, a blog all sorts of social media and I mean, really just a lot of cool content. And, um, it's been a really 
awesome journey. I now work for myself. I travel the country. I work with the PPA tour. We're doing commentating. Um, so it's, it's just been sort of this like crazy journey that I never would have anticipated when I was working full-time for a software company out of New York uh, about a year ago. Yesterday, I'm sitting there. Um, I'm about to hit send on our 35th issue, which is going out to 25,000 readers. Okay. And the guy sitting next to me, I'm in the lobby of this hotel. The guy sitting next to me is talking about my first million. I'm like, which is the podcast that convinced me to start the, the dink in the first place. Okay. And I look over and I go, what do you, I go, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I work for my first million. I'm helping them grow the podcast. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is like on the year anniversary, I'm back in Austin, Texas. This is the thing that like convinced me to start the dink, quit my job, do all the stuff. Like you work for the podcast and you're sitting right next to me. So um, we kind of like, we chatted uh, and um, I, we both ended up tweeting it out. Uh, the guy, Sam, who started the podcast does the hustle, who's like the real guy that I follow who lives in Austin, Texas, ended up retweeting it, like commenting on it. So it was just kind of this really cool full circle moment. It was like, man, what are the odds that I sit next to this guy uh, on the year anniversary, sending out the 35th issue uh, to the biggest uh, group of, of subscribers we've, we've ever had. So um, yeah, it was just a kind of like a, a cool moment that I, I thought I'd share. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you tear up while you were talking to him? <laughs> no, but um, it was you, like, you, uh, if you were older, you would have when you're more in touch with yeah. your emotions, you would have teared up talking to him. Yeah. Well, listen, I meet with a therapist three times a day trying to get in touch with my emotions. It's still not <laughs> okay. working. It's just, um, it's just age. All it takes is age. Aging. Kids. I did recognize I did recognize like it was a, it was a cool moment, probably one that I'll, I'll never forget. And, um, I was talking to him again, podcast, by the way. So I'll start okay. implementing some of those and we're going to see if they work, but he goes, man, you're like the perfect person to, to ask about this. And he puts in front of me this ad that they're about to run on Spotify. And it's like yeah. the copy. And he's like, what do you think of this? And like, I was helping him edit it. So it was kind of like a cool, it was even a cooler moment where it's like, and now I'm helping them like edit the ads so that they can better grow their pod when they, it was just, it the was cool. student has become the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> is he a, is he a subscriber of our podcast? Uh, no, he wasn't familiar with it, but he mm. is literally going to play pickleball on Sunday. So he plays pickleball too. Oh, is nice to add more to it but he didn't know that like the thing existed he didn't know there's a pro tour he didn't know that austin is like going to be the the place where major league pickleball is is starting um so he was kind of blown away to see where pickleball actually is you know he's one of those casual players that's yeah. like you know all these pickleball companies right all these pickleball companies are like how do we reach this guy like this is this is the guy they're trying that demographic right yeah um so, you know, the casual player who doesn't know that all this stuff exists. So that's always my goal too, as I post on social media and stuff is to reach players who are playing for fun and don't know yeah. all of this exists and uh, can get them better equipment and more exciting gear and apparel. And uh, yeah, because those are the people 
that drive the sport ultimately, because they're the ones that are going to be yeah. buying the most product. They're going to be the people tuning in to CBS Sports to watch MLP. And mm-hmm. that's the audience you have to capture to get the sport to fully go supersonic. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd almost say that we kind of have like a responsibility to try and go reach those people so that we can grow the sport. And it's, it's our responsibility, you and I. Well, anybody who's in the sport right now, you know, if you, if you um, are really a fan of pickleball and you, you want to see it grow, you got to bring people in. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think uh, sharing the sport and how much fun it is and our love for it is uh, the key. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's you got so, for us. Uh, no, I, um, I think it's, um, we got major league pickleball kicking off tomorrow, going through Monday, and then I jump on a flight Wednesday and I'm headed to Palm Springs for the PPA masters. Right. Uh, and that's going to do it for, for the PPAs this year. Wow. The last one, uh, do we, uh, are we going to, where can we see updates on major league pickleball? Are you going to keep us up to date on, uh, on the Dink's social media? Oh yeah. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be filming. We're going to be covering it with live blogs on the dink pickleball.com. We're going to put all sorts of highlights on our Facebook page and our Facebook group, cool. on our Instagram, of course. Um, so yeah, you know, you can just keep checking all those channels throughout, uh, throughout the weekend to kind of keep up with everything. Uh, but you can also uh, go to our Facebook page, just like like and follow our Facebook page so that it shows up on your feed. We're going to be uh, live streaming all the matches uh, with Major League Pickleball. Um, so you can watch the matches there. And then, of course, on Monday, you can watch on uh, CBS. Right. OK, cool. I uh, will stay tuned there. I also, uh, you know, want to mention before we get out of here, a lot of people are asking, like, where can they go to find, you know, a group of people to chat with, like how to find out more about pickleball, how to connect with people in pickleball. Uh, a great place to do that is the pickleball forum on Facebook. You can also follow us at the dink. The dink has a group on Facebook as well, but the pickleball forum, like lots of people asking about rules, lots of people asking about, you know, uh, technicalities, product, anything like that. Uh, and so that's a great place to kind of find out those answers for yourself. Uh, I also, if I'm looking for games and local players in my area, I use pickle play app and, uh, that's a great way to, you know, find court locations, times to play local clubs, things like that. So there's lots of resources out there for you to find, uh, and learn more about the sport. Or if you're in love with the sport, but uh, don't know uh, exactly where to go from there, uh, those are uh, some great avenues. 100%. And then if you just can't get enough and you want to read more, go to the mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing all of those things. I'm a member of the forum. I have Pickle Play app on my phone. I'm a member of the Dink group on Facebook. And... I subscribe to the newsletter. Well, you know, that's your problem, right? You spend all this time 
you spend all this time reading and, and clicking on pickleball stuff, you don't have any time to play it. It's true. But, you know, the mental aspect of the game is almost as important as the physical aspect, right? So I've got to be doing something for myself when I absorb all this content. Well, you're very, you're being very, uh, very uh, like meta, meta-esque, you know, Facebook just changed their name to to meta. You're living in the virtual world. You got to get out there in the, in the real world. You got to get on the court. <laughs> I do sometimes. Uh, okay. Thomas, any closing statements? No, we, uh, so we've got the PPA masters next weekend. Yep. The APP Casa Grande in Casa Grande, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, December 2nd to December 5th. Okay. And then basically closing out the year with the USA pickleball national championships back in Palm Springs, California, uh, December 4th to December 14th, uh, 10 little 10 day event there. Yeah. Just um, a small 10 day be... event. <laughs> yeah. You can, you know, just carve out 10 days to go to a pickleball tournament. Just a third of your um, month. But <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's a, if I just read that wrong or if it's actually like, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on there and it's just 10 yeah. days of nonstop pickleball. It is. I, I think what have it's 10 days, but like the different categories play on different days. Cause there's so many people there and then yeah. the pros play on the last three days or whatever. Yeah. That's how it always goes. Got it. So nice. okay, I'm sure we'll see you at some of those. And, uh, if not, uh, we will catch you for sure next week, face-to-face virtually on uh, PicklePod. That's it. That's PicklePod. That's it. That's PicklePod. Thanks, guys. See ya.